Thank you for tuning in to Dying to Be Perfect. This is Danny. Dying to Be Perfect is a mental health platform that is geared toward defying the stigma of mental health in the Black community. However, I am not just focused on the Black community, but mental illness in all communities and how it affects no matter what age, race, denomination, ethnicity, or religious background. When I designed this platform, it was when I was going through a difficult time um, in my personal life. Um, I was in the middle of a separation. And I just wasn't in a good place mentally and was diagnosed with situational depression and anxiety. And I realized that I wasn't alone, that there are several people um, who are going through the same things that I am, but to uh, due to the stigma that is associated with mental illness, they weren't um, speaking out about their illness. So basically the platform is designed to empower us to speak our truth and to help others to come out and speak theirs so that we can um, begin to become mentally healthy and um, we can um, form and save relationships. We can, we can um, be able to better communicate and um, not hide behind the mental illness. So I do thank you for tuning in to Dying to Be Perfect. And I ask that you please like, share, subscribe, and support this mental health platform. Dying to Be Perfect will be back after a brief word from our sponsors. Welcome back to Dying to Be Perfect. Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon, and thanks for tuning in to Dying to Be Perfect. What's going on, guys? This is Danny, and just tune in to say hello. Um, a special episode. Um, just trying to get some things um, off my mind, off my chest. Um, the The state of the world is just really, really. Um, heavy on me. Um, 
and I just um, I just need to need to share some things need to um, just try to figure some things out and I, I just really don't understand what what's happening around us and um, how some people just seem to be desensitized to everything that's going on to the loss the um, the, the taking of, of lives and um, how some of us just don't get how it affects the mental health of some people um, of course some people handle things differently than others but when you are empathetic to the feelings of others to the needs of others it, it just hits you different and um, just you know hearing people um, speak about certain things and their experiences their traumas their tragedies my heart goes out to them my, my heart truly truly goes out to them because I simply do not get it so um that that's what today is about it's Wednesday the 10th of August 2022 and um when I sit and think about everything that's happened in these seven months um not just with me personally but with some of my friends and some of my loved ones um my, my heart breaks at, at how some people are just so callous and nonchalant and so um that i just you know just wanted to share some things that's it just just share just um, give some of my listeners some things to think about. So that's what we will be talking about after this break. And so the reason that I say it should be disturbing is because if we have a true personal relationship with our Lord and Savior, then in a world where each day above ground is a blessing and, and, and so many people are hateful and And, and losing lives, we are losing lives, like at the drop of a hat, then we should be able to see the blessing in each and every moment that we have with the people who love us. And we should be able to give that love back. So from my viewpoint, when we can't see that loving each other and mending our broken fences is a major need in order for us to have a healthy mind, 
then we are already operating with an unhealthy mind. We have to be. We have to be suffering from some type or some degree of mental illness. If we can turn on the news and see that our mothers and fathers and sisters and brothers and sons and daughters are being taken from us just from going to the store or going to work or going to school and God forbid, going to church, but we can still hold grudges against them. We can still allow them to leave the house without saying, I love you, I'm sorry, or whatever, because we are gonna have disagreements. It's just how we handle them that makes the difference. There's so many people that's going through repeated losses but they, they are failing to heal from them and, and all they're doing is coping. And so they end up becoming desensitized as, as far as I'm concerned to the emotional and mental needs of others. If we don't verbalize our hurt and pain, it just sits. Just because we don't talk about it doesn't make it go away. And so a lot of times we end up numbing or dulling the pain by using alcohol and drugs. And so that doesn't cure it. It doesn't cure it. It just removes it for a little bit of time. It allows us to cope for a short time, but we end up ignoring the seriousness of what could be perpetuating into a mental illness. So I just think that for me, I'll say that until I got to the point where I could realize that I was able to verbalize my hurt my feelings and and have someone listen without judging me um when when i felt like i could truly allow others to speak their truth and me speak my truth and and be respectful in allowing them to do so then the narratives are not gonna cease. And we have to get rid of those, those narratives that we are creating for other people's lives. Because we are on the outside, we don't know the turmoil that's going on inside of them. So when we comprehend that it's necessary that we accept whatever part that we play in someone else's trauma and that they have the right to speak their truth about the hurt that we've caused them until we are honest enough to speak our truth we will never be fully in control 
of our mental health. And we will never beat this crisis that we are in. Guys, I, I just need you to understand that with there being nearly one life lost every single day in this city, this Baltimore city was once a great city. But we will never get it back to the great city that used to be. With a suicide rate that's increasing, COVID numbers quickly rising. Like we don't, we don't have a lot of time. Time is, is passing us by. But with all of that happening, happening with with COVID and and all of these murders happening, we got to realize that time is of the essence. We don't have a lot of time to get this right. So all I want to do is help everybody that I can while I'm healing too. And when we heal and we help everybody else to get to their place of healing. We all heal together. That's what's going to get us back to that, that great place, that great city. So all I can do is my part. We all can do our part. And the first thing we got to do is mend those broken fences. Truly taking my mental health seriously, even though at times it's difficult. It's difficult for me to go to. And when I say taking my mental health seriously, I mean seriously using my coping skills, which is my blog my Facebook live post. That's taking my my mental health seriously because those are the things that I do to cope. My When I type and I write in my blog, when I do my Facebook post, when I type in my, my uh, business page, when I post stuff, inspirational stuff on my business page, that is me coping so that I can maintain a level of calm. I can try to get my mind together. Going to therapy, making sure that making sure that I am taking my medicine the way I'm supposed to, making sure that I don't react instantly to everything the way I used to. So those are certain coping skills that I'm supposed to use in order to not get into that dark place it doesn't happen all the time because sometimes i get overwhelmed when things 
go back to back to back when my situations pile on top of one another. So I'm in that dark place. I go into a little hiatus. I, you know, don't post. I, I stay to myself. We all do. But once we get to a point where we acknowledge that we need help and we take our mental health seriously, even during the difficult times, we will be able to focus. As I know for me, I can still, once I calm down, I'm able to focus through the blurred lines even see, I'm able to see through my tears and then I get the courage that I need from my, whether it be from my friends, a motivational call, a motivational speech, a motivational text, a motivational message, something. But I get the courage to continue to press forward because if not, I would give up, but we can't give up. We have to live each day with purpose. It's all I can do to get the energy to get out of my bed when I know that I have to face all of this stuff. But we have to get up and do something, accomplish something positive each day and live each day that God has given us with purpose. A lot of times I, I, I wonder if I can keep fighting and how long I can keep fighting. And then I remember that I have faced so much tragedy. I have been through hell and back. I remember, I realized that I am in a war. I have been in several wars and I have won several battles, not by myself, but with God and the people that he has brought into my life to help me fight those battles. And then I also realized that there's some people out there that have fought and won battles that were more difficult than mine. And then there's some that have lost their battles. And that gives me the strength to keep pressing forward. Guys, whatever the battle is, what whatever you're going through, whatever the battle, there is still fight left in you. It's fight left in me. It's fight left in each and every one of us. Not only for those of you who have come to terms with their mental illness. Not those who have acknowledged their mental health issues. Not just me who is transparent. But there is still fight left in those 
who suffer silently. There's fight left in those who are afraid to speak about the demons that they face. Those who are silenced at the hands of others. But in order for them to continue to fight and to want to fight, we have to stop judging and start mending. We have to mend those broken fences. We have to try to mend hearts and minds by being gentle. And we can start by working on ourselves, getting our minds, bodies, and spirits healthy. Because we all need someone. We all need someone. We can, none of us can do it alone. None of us are ever alone. There's always someone out there who we can talk to. So guys, that's, that's my message for today. Mend those broken fences. Call someone who you've missed, who you had had a little tiff with, that relationship, that friendship, that strain because of whatever. Pick up the phone, check on that person, that mother, that father, whoever it is that your heart is heavy because of that relationship. Give them a call. They may need you. You may need them. It's okay. We need to be mending fences, not tearing them down in this day and time. We all need each other. I thank you all for tuning in. Please like, share, subscribe, and support Dying to be Perfect. That's D-Y-I-N-G-T-O-B-E-P-E-R-F-E-C-T-E-R-F-E-C-T.com. I'm Danny, and remember, you are never alone. If you need to talk, you can reach out at any time, or you can contact the Suicide Hotline at 800-273-TALK. Mental Health Matters. Defy the stigma. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I love you. Peace. Dying to be perfect will be back after a brief word from our sponsors. Welcome back to Dying to be Perfect. So, <clears throat> welcome back. And as I was saying before the break, um, today 
we are seven months into the year and even though we're more than halfway through 2022 things have happened so fast it's almost as if the year has just begun and before we know it it's going to be a new year and we'll be going through this same process of new year's resolutions and we will not have done anything differently than we did the previous years and being the same us in a day and time where people are dying every single day to me is just a slap in the face of God, really. It's just saying to God, oh, I'm not paying you any attention. Um, I don't get what you're trying to say to me or whatever, because I just think that these things are happening as a wake-up call, so to speak. So for me personally, I realized that we just cannot continue on the path of destruction that we're on. And uh, I mean, like the news is saying that as of this morning, there are 218 murders already. And we still have four months remaining in the year. That is just insane, unacceptable, tragic, um, whatever other adjective you can find. And it just tells me that some of us are just watching illness and crime and death and the financial struggle that some of us are going through um the relationships fall apart and the family destruction that's taking place we, we're just watching it take place and we are not trying to make a difference some of us don't even care to make a difference we're immune to it and it's sad um, it's as if we're selling our souls to the devil because we want what the world has to offer versus what God is trying to offer us. And so I realized firsthand um, what it's like to lose someone close to me and how it can affect mental health because it has, affect, it, it has affected my mental health. So when, when someone loses their child, their friend, their mother, 
I don't take it lightly. I, I, I sympathize with them, but I also am trying to love on everybody who means something to me. I'm trying to let those people know how much they mean to me. Because once they're gone, it's too late. And I mean, since COVID, so many people have gone. So many people have lost their friends, their family, their jobs, their homes. Things that were at one time very important to them. They, they, they're gone. And some of those people have nothing left. They are a shell of themselves. And they don't have really anybody to talk to, anybody to reach out to. They feel alone and they are stuck in their thoughts and in their minds and they're not, they're not sharing how they feel. They're not sharing that they're lonely and they're, they're not getting help to cope with those feelings. Um, and it's just, it's just sad to me. And even though I've lost so much, so many friendships um, through death, through um, a lack of loyalty, um, I lost some, um, I've lost money, I've lost uh, a, a marriage, a, a some you know things that were really really important i still have my faith in god and even though my friends have suffered through losses due to illness and broken relationships and violence i realized that a large number of people they still fail to realize how short life really is and that disappoints me because it appears that they just have this disregard for love and loyalty and the overall value of human life. And so, guys, recently, a few, about three weeks ago, um, you know, for those of you who remember some of some of you might not um i lost a dear friend of mine from elementary school and i had to say my final goodbyes to her and we were friends for over 40 years and i'm still hurting i i'm i'm really still hurting and she was another friend that I lost since the pandemic. It was another thing that I had to deal with, another situation that affected my mental health. And so 
we have to try and understand that when people go through things like loss and they're trying to mentally get back together, get their, get their mind right, and they continue to go through tragedy after tragedy, traumatic situation after traumatic situation, it just sets them back even further because everybody doesn't handle loss and stress and all of that in the same manner. And for me, losing good people, and, and when I say good people, I mean those people who add quality to the life of others. Those who contribute to a healthy mental state. And for me, that's important because there's always people around you who are purposely trying to bring you down. So when you when you contribute to my well-being, when you genuinely show me love, when you make me you know enjoy help me to enjoy my happiness or help me to bring me back up from from where I am and I lose you it not only hurts, but it um, it makes me appreciate how precious life truly is. And it makes me want to work on the relationships that I have. It makes me want to fine tune those relationships because I don't want to lose anybody else. So it, it makes me look at me to, to ensure that I'm doing my part. Because every relationship is a partnership. And I know that we all have to show love in our relationships. We can't just receive it. We have to give it as well. And so it is just unfortunate that with the, the rise in crime and the loss of life that's taking place on a daily basis, that apparently all of us are, are not of the same mindset. We're not on all on the same page. Um, I know that there is an importance of love and community outreach and you need community and family support and healthy long-term relationships in order to survive in order for everybody to be able to accomplish their goals but so many people don't realize that and so they they navigate throughout life with this mindset of me, 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 me first. And so that mindset 
is what is going to continue to destroy friendships and rip apart families and devalue the sanctity of marriage. And as a result of all of those broken relationships and as a result of all of the conflict and the loss that many people are going to be left with, it's just going to be a lot of hurt in the week, a lot of mental anguish, a lot of feelings of inadequacy, because those are the things that lost brokenness, that those are the feelings that they leave. And, and even worse than that, broken relationships leave so many of us with unresolved and undiagnosed and un on um untreated mental health issues and so i just hurt and and i don't hurt just for me i hurt for the youth of today who won't know what it's like to have those long-term friendships, those strong bonds. And I hurt for my children who don't know what it's like to maintain decade-long relationships with people who they can truly count on and, and not know what it's like to have those lifelong bonds with friends who have their back. Um, so, you know, saying goodbye to my girlfriend, it, it, it was kind of bittersweet because the funeral was beautiful and everything. And I, and, and I'm truly blessed. I'm thankful to have had a friend in her for all of these years because our bond, it, it stood the test of time, you know, from elementary school all the way through high school and through our adult years and everything. But we continue to withstand periods of no contact. And then we will pick up, have hour-long telephone conversations. And, you know, she would come visit me at my job. And we would just talk for a long time while I was at work. And we got to see the growth in each other. Um, got to see each other as a mother and, and friend and in relationships or whatever but i still hurt because i don't have that and i'm not going to be able to pick up the phone on her birthday and say happy birthday i'm not going to just be able to pick up where we left off after six months of not talking to her um like we did and but most of all i'm going to miss her genuine spirit because that's what a lot of people lack nowadays and that's why so many relationships fail because there's you know a lot of people don't have a genuine spirit she was you know always encouraging and always loving but the losses that i have experienced over these past few years 
they just continue to trigger my trauma, the sadness, the depression, and the anxiety. A lot of times it just engulfs me because I look around me and I witness the nonchalant demeanor of people who are supposed to care. And because they don't get what I'm going through, they don't get the feelings that I had. They just don't care. They brush it off. Um, oh, you're so dramatic or just, you know, it's, and it's hurtful. A lot of people, they just don't want to accept responsibility for their part. They just take these losses and keep it moving. Um, they don't do anything to try to fix their part that they did wrong. They throw the relationship to the side and keep moving on. And they never realize that a change in them is necessary. They blame, they judge, they're not kind, and they are never wrong. And they take for granted that those who they push away, they, they just take that friendship for granted. And when they never see that person again, then it's a shocker. They, they don't stop to realize how quick and how permanent loved ones are being snatched away. And so many are willing to sacrifice losing love and companionship and relationships and family and long-term friendships over petty arguments and disagreements instead of just admitting fault and apologizing or just offering an olive branch. So guys, like it, it's just incredibly disturbing to me. And it should be disturbing to any of us who has a relationship with God. 